sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. He begs his way out of Boston. He thinks he's coming home. It's not going to be Durant's team. It's going to be my team. And now he goes from being top of the rung to third fiddle. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Sports Grid Radio Friday morning. Yours truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls as we always do, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send in a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat if we're up and running today on an opposite pick Sports Grid Friday after or Friday morning right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio Sirius XM Channel 204 and, of course, all the nation's local affiliates, which is a beautiful thing. NFL Round 2 set to begin. Urban legend. Irving is uh, all in. Having fun now, AP? Uh, say it isn't so, Brian. River runs dry. How's that possible? This hurts. More or less, uh, who's in charge and uh, over and out in the NHL. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets. And, of course, another edition of Opposite Picks. Another winning night yesterday going opposite. Well, I tell you what, it is amazing. Uh, you know, we generally have success. Uh, I've been doing the opposite picks now for 20 years. I always have a winning record. It's usually NFL and college football. Every once in a while, we'll dabble into the NBA and college basketball, uh, as we're doing now, obviously. Four and two last night, bringing our overall five-day record since we started here. 23 and eight. 23 and eight. It's really nothing to be proud of. It really isn't because I am giving you the picks that I honestly like. And then we're just going opposite, (laughs) hence the saying, opposite picks. And with that, we're we're 15 games over 500. Uh, I mean, you you just, it's it's just remarkable how you can't beat the boys in Vegas. And I'm telling you, uh, do it yourself. Even if you don't take my picks, I get a lot of emails, you know, what side should I go on? And and first of all, I always tell people that that's up to you. You know, unless you want to pay me for for picks, uh, you decide. You either take the team I like or or you go opposite. Whatever you, you know, whatever floats your boat, that's, uh, you know, uh, don't don't tell me how to spend your money, right? So, uh, but I suggest you just do it yourself. In that you, you grab six or seven teams. I, I've told you this every single day. You got to be honest with yourself. I really like these teams. I really like this team, and then go opposite. And I guarantee you'll have a similar record. It's just remarkable. Twenty three and eight after a four and two day last night. Uh, we ended up, you know, a little bit of a push uh, middle, you know, situation depending on when you hopped on board with Gonzaga. Uh, because, uh, you know, Pepperdine did uh, cover the number at 25 and a half, and it actually went up to 27. So uh, 
even if you got in. Our number was 25 and a half, and they won by 25. So they didn't cover even that. Uh, and it only went higher. So you probably that was an absolute winner going opposite. Purdue laying the, or getting three against Indiana, won outright. Uh, Utah getting a point and a half against Stanford. I can't believe that. They won outright. Uh, the Pacers uh, getting three or so against Portland, won outright. Only two losers we had were the stinking Rangers. And, and I told you, they're going to be pathetic this year. It's going to be tough. Uh, I'm going to have to put them in basically every opposite pick. I'm going to be honest, as we welcome in our full audience here on a uh, Friday morning. Yours truly sitting in Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, and uh, among other platforms that we're on throughout the country. But it is going to be tough not having the Rangers in there basically every single time. Now, I'm not going to lay two to one. I don't do that in a hockey game. I, I just don't. I'll do it football. I'll do it somewhat in, in college basketball. I'll do it even lesser in the NBA, but I will. Hockey is the one that, no. There's too many upsets. It's amazing. As, as bad as the Rangers will be, as bad as the Blackhawks will be, um, you know, when you start laying two, two and a half to one, these hockey games, you get some funky results. You really do. You have way, way, way more upsets in, in the NHL than you do in any other sport. So I won't do that, but it'll be tough not to put the Rangers in there basically every single day because they're awful. Boy, I love the under. I, I did say, you know, we, we gave out the under as a free pick on our website, which I give out a bunch of free picks. Um, you know, because the, the Rangers aren't going to be able to score. They got halfway decent goaltending. They're, the Islanders don't play high-scoring games to begin with. I don't know why that line was six. One thing about hockey, you know, as we load, lead off our program with hockey, I'm sure and program directors around the country are flipping out right now. One thing about hockey, though, you can pick winners in hockey. You, you can. Um, the Lions aren't as good as you think. You know, the boys in Vegas fan duel aren't as smart as you think they are. They really aren't. Uh, you know, the, the big betters adjust the lines. You know, Gonzaga opened up as a 25-and-a-half-point favorite. That thing that shot up to over 27 yesterday. You know, Indiana opened up a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite. That thing closed at four yesterday. Uh, you know, you have all these line movements, and they're there because the original line was, in essence, wrong. And the lines are what they are based on what they think people will bet and not what it should be it's what the betters are and when the line moves a point and a half two and a half points that means well you were wrong in posting your line but in hockey you don't get that at least not that often because there aren't that many hockey betters so it, you know you generally don't have a lot of line movements in hockey because there's just not that many people betting hockey and there's not that much money riding on it so you know it takes a lot for a line to move by a half a point or a point point and a half whatever the case may be you don't get that in hockey. So you get legitimate bad lines, like last night's Islanders-Rangers. That game had no business. I mean, just absolutely no business being six. Crazy. Easy winner. Easy winner last night on the under on that one. All right, just getting started on this Friday morning. Opposite picks coming up next hour. A lot to get to, including some NFL news coming up next on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome 
Welcome back. Opposite picks on a Friday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, as we have our opposite pick segment a little bit later on today. Over and under, yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, why don't we stick with the uh, NHL? And that is uh, more overs last night. You know, a couple of guys pointed this out with yesterday's or two days ago's opening day that there was a bunch of overs in the NHL and overs in the first period as well. So checked out the schedule, and uh, lo and behold, out of the uh, what, 11 games last night, let's we'll start with just the overs. Uh, Boston, New Jersey, under 0-1. Uh, Winnipeg, Calgary, over 1-1. San Jose, Arizona, over 2-1. Minnesota, LA, over 3-1. Buffalo, Washington, over 4-1. Uh, Rangers, Islanders, under. I'm almost not even going to count that, but we'll, to be fair, 4-2. and two. Uh, Carolina, Detroit, under 4-3. and three. Nashville, Columbus, under 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, over. And Vegas, Anaheim, over. So 6-4 and four overs. Not too bad. No, nothing, nothing crazy. But uh, a little bit better with the first period overs. 7-3 and three overs, first period. And strangely enough, the you know one of them was one of those under games. The Islanders and Rangers scored three goals in the first period. Didn't look good for an under on that one uh, to start, but uh, the Rangers never showed. So that game ended up going under, although the first period went over. So uh, that's the one that flipped. So seven and three over after four and one over first period in uh, week number of uh, day number one two days ago. So makes sense, you know. Opening day, uh, you know, teams coming out flying. Can't wait to get on the ice. I was gonna do also goal in the first ten minutes of a game with that same thinking. You know, teams are gonna come out flying first game on the ice. They they're so excited, but monster bigs on some of these things. Even with the over unders, with the you know, generally it's, it's a goal and a half, but, but they they bump up the VIG to like minus 150, minus 160. I saw minus 175 in one of those games. That's tough to do. You, know, you, you get that wrong, and, and you got to go 2-1 and one basically just to break even. So it, it is difficult to hit on some of these just as a blanket rule because, again, 6-4 and four sounds good on paper, but with the VIG, you know, you're probably breaking even at 6-4. and four. You really need that 7-3, and three, which you, you did get last night. So uh, football news, uh, Jets will start there. Uh, you know, we'll start with the playoff real quickly here. Uh, Jared Goff, name star of the L.A. Rams. Uh, John Walford's still out with his neck injury. And, you know, the, the only weird thing about this is that, uh, you know, Sean McVay almost seemed disappointed yesterday if you saw the press conference and read the quotes about Goff being the starter and not Wolford being available, which I mean, you would think is like, all right, I mean, listen, you feel bad for Wolford, but he is the backup. He has been the backup all season long. Uh, you know, you can count on one hand how many starts he's made in the NFL. I mean, literally, it's two. So why would he be like that disappointed, you know, outside of feeling bad for John Wolford, but not necessarily disappointed for the team? I mean, you, you, you'd rather have Jared Gulp? I don't know. Has Gulp been so bad? And I got to tell you, I, I'm going to harp on this just because my thumb is sore. You know, I have a whole bunch of wood. The LL's loyal listeners know if you've been a podcast subscriber. I had a whole bunch of wood that I chop up. I got a splitter, right? So, uh, and I was building a rack, and and literally, I'll say a month and a half ago, right? I just hit my a hammer on my thumb. No, no big deal. Didn't break it or anything like that. Didn't dislocate it, but it hurt. And you know, a month and a half later, it still hurts. Still hurts. I mean, it's still sore. I can barely, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, I, you know, I can barely, uh, as we're trying to connect to YouTube anyway, uh, I, I can barely, you know, flex it. And this is a month and a half later with it just being a bruise. 
I, I still don't understand how Jared Goff is playing a week and a half later. Forget about a month and a half. He's playing a week and a half later after having thumb surgery to repair a broken thumb. I, 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 just, I don't know how the medical marvels are allowing that to occur. I, I really don't. So it's been now two weeks. He played well last week, so you'd think he'd be able to play well again, at least from the standpoint of his injured thumb. But, you know, here I am, you know, with a bruised thumb that still hurts from a month and a half ago, and this guy's out there playing an NFL game, you know, after having surgery, no less, you know, a week and a half ago. I, it just, I don't know. But good news, I guess, Jared Goff is playing. I mean, I'd rather lose with Goff than lose with John Wolford. If I'm a Rams fan, if I'm going to go down – let me go down with the guy who's supposed to be the greatest thing in the world. I'd rather be, you know, frustrated in that Jared Goff stinks versus frustrated in that John Wolford's got to play. No offense, John, but you're John Wolford. Uh, and not knowing how things would have turned out if Goff was able to play. Uh, so uh, Rams get their guy. They have no excuses. I don't think they're going to win this weekend. Out of all the teams... Yeah, uh, I, I I have the Rams on the bottom of the list of upset possibilities. I do. Could I see Cleveland beating Kansas City? Listen, it would be a it would be a stretch. It would, but you know they played so well last week. You know, offensively, and I don't expect that to happen again. I don't. I think Kansas City is going to steamroll them. Uh, you know, you don't get those gifts as Pittsburgh gave Cleveland two weeks in a row. But listen, they are playing good football. Uh, you know, uh, goofy uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, running up and down the field like a goofball. Uh, actually played very well since Thanksgiving. You know, they got a defense that's okay. Their offense is terrific uh, when it's on. So, I mean, you know, it, it, and believe it or not, Kansas City has not exactly been playing great football. They're winning, but they're not covering, unlike last year when they finished up the season on a remarkable, I think it was like 11-0 against the spread run. 11 straight wins, you know, winning and covering. Uh, that's not the case this year. You know, last seven, eight games, they've yet to cover, or they haven't covered it in literally two months. So they're, they're squeaking by. So I don't think it's going to happen, but I give the Browns a better chance of winning than I do the uh, uh, L.A. Rams. I, I, I just, listen, nice job winning in Seattle. Give them all the credit in the world. Uh, but I, I don't think they're stopping Green Bay. I think Green Bay's got a, on a mission. You know, they, they uh, went to the NFC Championship game last year, didn't get it done, you know, this year with all the quarterback talk up in Green Bay. I, I just think they're on a mission. I don't know if they get to the Super Bowl, but I do think that the, they'll get by the L.A. Rams. So whether it's John Wolford or Jared Goff, I think the Rams are behind the eight ball big time. Uh, and, and I'm going to rank them all. In, in some ways, the, the Rams are playing with house money. Not completely, but... We'll rank the teams that are playing with house money versus the teams that are not in, in, in today. You know, it, meaning that if you lose, you know what? It's not the end of the world. You'll be in the face of the franchise. You have to have confidence. I mean, how much could you possibly learn in even, you know, what, an hour, two-hour interview on, online? And then even for even if you spent two, three, four hours with them, I mean – you know, you and I apply for a sales job. It's like, all right, we'll give you a chance. And if it doesn't work out, we'll get rid of you. And who, who's worse for wear? No big deal. This is you are the face of the franchise. You're talking to the media, the NFL media, uh, the world media. And, and we're going to make you kingpin based on, you know, what, one or two interviews. That really, you know, you wonder why head coaches fail. It's, it's not that necessarily they fail per se. It's that they just... They had no business getting the job, you know, but based on, uh, you know, one little interview when the guy said all the right things, you were named head coach of an NFL team. 
with all that responsibility. I mean, really, you think about that for a second, it is amazing. So one in-person interview, and all of a sudden, you believe, after not knowing this guy at all, that he's going to be the, the, the you know, the next wave you guy. It is amazing. It really is. So. All right, more coming up right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Usually when you evaluate a quarterback and he's in, he's not accurate, you, it's hard for them to shed that tag. And what he's done in the offseason and what he's done this year with Brian and those guys, uh, it's amazing to see, you know, with his accuracy, and it's and it's accuracy on the move, it's accuracy out of the pocket, it's, you know, every everything that he he uh, has done, he's become more accurate with it. So he's like uh, to to paint the picture for you all. It's a young Ben Roethlisberger because of his size and how he extends plays with like Marino's arm is what I told the secondary coaches and 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 uh, the defensive staff. On this Friday morning, you're truly sitting in uh, Scott Wetzel right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, among our many platforms. That was uh, Ravens defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. I, I always think of uh, Wink, uh, the uh, sports of uh, the uh, game show host from uh, for many moons ago as a game show uh, aficionado when I was younger. Uh, same thing with Weeb Eubanks. You know, I always think of Bob Eubanks. Yeah, I did a double take. You know, when I when I said what I said about uh, you know the next Jets head coach being the next Weeb Eubanks, who's you know Jets all time great head coach. I did a double take and I was like, did, did I mention the game? Did I say the game show? Hold on, wait a minute. Who, you know, it, but it's Bobby Banks. But it, yeah, so uh, same thing with Wink Martindale. That's how we, I'm guessing that's how we got his his name because there was a Wink Martindale game show host. Oh, yeah, the all classic Gus Edwards, uh, Wink Martindale, Bob Barker, and all those guys. Yeah, those, that that was my head. That's, uh, as the LLs know, that, that's my, you know, everyone has this dream job. I have a couple. I, I do. Uh, I would like to be an archaeologist, believe it or not. I, I am fascinated with old things. I, 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 you know, you could stick me out in like the Sahara Desert and say, "Here, go dig up some old bones." I, I'd be into that. I really, I'd find that very cool. Uh, but one of the others is uh, as a game show host. I always, always wanted to be a game show host. So I, I thought that was the greatest job in the world. But anyway, good old Wink Martindale for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, the pecking order of life in the postseason right now. <clears throat> Uh, they're not at the bottom, but they're close to it in that the team that has the, the least to lose, right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, the team that's really playing with house money in reverse order will go Cleveland, number one, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, not, not even close in that, you know, they make the playoffs this year. Great. They win a playoff game this year. Great. They beat a rival, no less in the playoff game in Pittsburgh. Great on the road, no less. 
uh, all doing it without probably their best offensive player, Odell Beckham Jr. So the fact that they were able to win last week, you know, uh, barring a 50 to nothing blowout loss against Kansas City, the Browns are really playing for, with house money. You just, you know, this has been a great year. The Browns fan, come hook or crook, can walk away from this weekend's game saying, all right, it was a successful season. We're back. You know, uh, not every year is guaranteed to be a postseason. I get all that, but you know what? This is pure gravy right now for Cleveland. So they're at the bottom of the barrel as far as pressure is concerned. Uh, I'm going to put Baltimore next in line in that they had the most to risk out of all these playoff teams, I think. You know, Cleveland loses, no big deal, it's Cleveland. You know, Buffalo loses last week. You know what? They, they still have, uh, you know, the MVP uh, candidate quarterback and Josh Allen and, and things looking bright. Uh, you know, a little disappointment, obviously, but still, you know, AFC East, the Patriots no longer, Jets blow, uh, you know, Dolphins okay. Blah, blah. So I, a little bit, but not really that much. Um, so I'm going to go Cleveland on the bottom, Baltimore next in line, in that if they would have lost last week, that would have been just disastrous. Now you're heading into another offseason where Lamar Jackson is now 0-3 in the postseason. Uh, all the doubters from last year, after just two losses, now they'd really be hopping on the bandwagon of Lamar can't get it done in the postseason. So for them to have gone just one win into the postseason, to me, they accomplished what they needed to really accomplish. Obviously, you want to go to the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong; they're you know for the most part a veteran team, but you know with, with Lamar, you know they're going to be battling for playoff spots for the next ten years as long as he stays healthy. And, you know, the main thing was to get one win under his belt. So now everything else is basically gravy. Buffalo's next in line. I'm going to put them over uh, Baltimore by just a tick because of that. You know, because Owen to Josh Allen, while he might be hearing some things, had they lost last week, uh, you know, especially the way they blew it last year, and then they lose at home this past week to the number seven seed. It would have been tough. It would have, but not nearly as bad as it would have been in Baltimore with an 0-3 Lamar Jackson. Uh, fourth on the pecking order would be the L.A. Rams. I know they went to a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, but but they this is not anywhere close to being the same team. You know, the, the main cogs, Gurley and company, they're gone. Um, so this is basically a new team. And even though they got some veteran players on defense, I get that. Yeah, they won the one game. Um, you know they could lose tomorrow or yeah you know, tomorrow and uh, uh, get through this off season by saying okay, you know what? There there would be some people doubting Jared Goff, and then no doubt there'll be some stories about what are the Rams going to do with their quarterback situation. But they're locked into him, so really the answer is nothing. It is what it is. But you know they would like to win again, but it's not like it would be the end of the world at this point. Tampa Bay is is five on the list or reverse order four. Um, listen, Brady did go down there to win a Super Bowl. He didn't go down there to lose in the second round. I get that. But at least he went down there. I, Tampa Bay, in a strange sort of way, is helped out by the fact that the New England Patriots are, were awful this year. So in, in the battle of who won out, you know, New England or Tampa Bay slash Brady, clearly it's Brady. They win a game. Uh, you know, he's not showing any signs of decline or at least any more, you know, like we could look at Ben Roethlisberger or Phillip Rivers and really, and, and even Drew Brees and really just say, wow, you know, maybe it is time for him to hang it up. 
You're not saying that with Brady. So you got to believe next year it's going to be, you know, just as good, if not better, one full season. Maybe get some training camp in as long as Antonio Brown doesn't lose it. Uh, as long as Gronk wants to return again next year, maybe he might he might not. I mean, so there are some situations where it's like win now. But I, it, it's not the end of the world, uh, I'll say, for Tampa Bay if they should lose. Green Bay next. Um, I'm going to put Green Bay over Tampa Bay slightly just because – you know, Aaron Rodgers is in his prime. I get that. But they were 13-3 last year and lost in the NFC Championship game. Uh, you know, they're going to fail again if that's the case this year. It's it just after a while, you know, when does the luster finally be taken off uh, Aaron Rodgers? You know, with the one Super Bowl win, it's only one. You're starting to hear that with Green Bay and Rodgers. Only one, only one, only one. It's a lot of quarterbacks with one Super Bowl win. We want to say he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You got to have more than one Super Bowl. You just have to. So I think they have more pressure on them than Tampa Bay does. I like Tampa Bay's team. I, I think I could uh, tinkler, tinker around a little bit with Tampa Bay's team. I had a couple of defensive players and make that a championship caliber team a lot easier than I can with Green Bay. So Green Bay's number three. Kansas City's number two. You know what? Uh, and I even thought about putting them lower on the list, but as defending champs, you know, you're based on winning Super Bowls at this point for Kansas City. But they've gotten this far. They got back to the postseason. A lot of Super Bowl champs don't. They did. They won the division. They're the number one seed. There was no setback whatsoever. So they need to win. And their their season's based on Super Bowl or bust. I get that, but they're not at the top. The team, I, and I think it's a distant number one. I, I really do. The team with the most pressure by far. Is New Orleans. No, no two ways about it. Not the Browns, not the Ravens, not the Bills, Rams, Bucks, Green Bay, or even your defending champ, Kansas City. It, it is New Orleans. You know, maybe Drew Brees is last year. Uh, I, I don't doubt that he would come back if they didn't win. But how many times are you going to try and win with him? How many times are you going to have excuses on why the Saints lose in the postseason? How many times are you going to be able to come close and get right back there again? They're in a tough division now. The Tampa Bay is going to be pretty good. Uh, don't know about Carolina and Atlanta, but at least you have at least one other serious cog in there now, whereas for a couple of years you, you didn't. Um, you know, it is an absolute, there's no bad call. There's no bad bounce. There's no bad decision. There's no bad coin toss. There's no bad, whatever possibility that other teams have to write off losses as well. We lost, but it was because of this saints don't have any of that stuff. It, it's all gone. They've used them all up. They've used up all the bad calls. They've used up all the flu plays. Uh, they used up all the bad injury. I mean, they have used every excuse possible. It is either win or go home and shut up. It's as simple as that. So I, I think the Saints by far have the most pressure on them out of all the teams in the postseason that's, that is left. Uh, I, and I think Cleveland by far has the least amount of pressure. I, I, I think the Browns by far is just complete house money, which might help their situation against Kansas City. It, it really, you know, listen – a lot of pressure. Uh, you can do some strange things. You play tight. You don't play well. You go into a football game loosey-goosey. You never know. Uh, and that's why I worry about the Saints. You know, I, I give the Browns a little bit more of a chance just because of the loosey-goosiness. Whereas the Saints, even at home against the Bucks, you know, you never know. And that, that gets to be second quarter and Tampa Bay's leading it. 
You know, then there's some some indecision on the sidelines. We put Taysom Hill in there. Do we let Drew Brees struggle? You know, as as he really has done the first half of a lot of these games of late, he seemed to come on in the second half for whatever reason. First half, it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah, they uh, it it is an absolute without a shadow of a doubt uh, Super Bowl or bust. So point spreads are basically the same. Green Bay still six and a half. Buffalo still two and a half. Kansas City still ten. A couple places, nine and a half. FanDuel's got its uh, website down. They're doing some uh, upgrading uh, over nine hours here. And then uh, New Orleans is still three uh, over Tampa Bay. So no change with the the point spreads. All right, uh, we'll take a break, come back, and uh, get into a couple of more NFL news as Urban Meyer sets to join himself into the NFL. How about that? Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204. Years truly Scott Wetzel sitting in on this uh, Office of Picks Friday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, and then again on Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So the Jets get their guy, apparently, five years agreement. Uh, Jets announcing last night, and uh, he'll come on board and then uh, be the face of the franchise after a couple of interviews. Really, again, that really is amazing. So he gets to run the New York Jets, and, uh, you know, this after the Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. So two down, and uh, what do we got? Five to go. Um, here's the weirdness of the, the NFL. I, I get it. I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm just going to say it's weird. That That's all. Um, the Jets don't get rewarded for hiring a minority. Uh, he's Lebanese-American, and that, that counts. I don't know where the, the line, uh, where the demarcation line of who counts as a minority in this uh, crazy world of the NFL and, and who doesn't. Because the 49ers who lost him will get two third-round compensatory picks. That's pretty darn good. You know, that's at the end of the third round, but, you know, 32 teams. So you figure 32 plus 32 plus 32. <clears throat> so you're at 96. So they're going to get the 97th, the 49ers are, and the 98th overall pick, uh, depending on other compensatory picks that are awarded out. So, But, but they're looking like they're going to get two picks in the top 100 players coming out of the draft. That's pretty good for having a guy that was hired by somebody else. <laughs> you didn't hire him. You didn't give him a promotion. Somebody else did, and because of that, you get the compensatory picks. I mean, wouldn't it be the Jets who are seemingly doing the right thing and, and hiring a minority? Wouldn't Shouldn't they be rewarded with these compensatory picks? N- not the team that lost him, you know, not the team that wouldn't give him a promotion, and not that they necessarily should have with, uh, you know, Shanahan there, but, you know, ultimately is it's not the Niners that gave him the promotion. It's, it's the other team. So... I, I I find that very strange, very weird, you know. First of all, the whole notion of you hire someone. I mean, this is like Pavlov's dogs here. I, I mean, you know, come here, you know, you hire, you come here and I'm going to feed you. You know, we hire, you hire this guy, we're going to give you something. Or you lose this guy, we're going to give you something. That really is sad. Well, what's sadder than sad, though, 
is the fact that teams apparently need this incentive to hire minorities. That's what's really pathetic about it. And I, you know, and I hear people saying that right now. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, with everything going on, but forget about all the social unrest nonsense that, that's going on, right? Just, just in general, you know, it's 2021. You need to give a team incentive to hire a minority at this point. Really? I mean, that that is, you talk about the NFL being backwards, you know, that's the stuff that really makes you scratch your head and say, wow. I mean, you talk about the old boy network and everything else, right? That, that that That's pretty pathetic about the whole situation, that you need to reward teams for hiring minorities. But that said, you're, you're really not. You're, you're not rewarding, like I said, the Jets. You're rewarding the 49ers for losing uh, a, a guy. So... But he becomes the face of the franchise with with the New York Jets. So, and I I don't doubt for a second. You know, uh, we've heard so many times. You know, the it factor here in New York. It really kind of started with the Mark Sanchez stuff. Um, you know, when it was like he had the it factor, like he was going to take over New York City and be the next Joe Namath. I don't know where they ever really got that from. Um, I don't I don't know what they saw to think that he was going to be the savior of it all. But whatever. That that's where this thing kind of started about 10 years ago with the it factor. Um, but this guy, he seems to have it. You know, you watch a 49er game, and now their defense is good. Don't get me wrong. But you talk about getting more airtime than the head coach. This guy gets it. So uh, I've not heard him in interviews, uh, but I, I imagine he, you know, presents himself well. And if that's the case, he has the luxury. And I mean luxury of coming in after Adam Gase. Gase first first day on the job, first interview with the Jets media, and you walked away saying, boy, this guy's a bozo, right? Back pages of the local newspapers, you know, had the pictures of Gaze and his eyes kind of looking out into the stars like he's lost. I mean, they, they made fun of this poor guy from day one, just day one. And he was a bumbling bozo. It, you know, it goes back to what I was saying about uh, Salah here. I mean, you, you know, you have one or two interviews with a guy. I mean, and from that, literally, you know, you're supposed to have confidence enough to hand him over the keys to the franchise. You know, you don't realize that the guy's a bird braid, is a knucklehead, and he's like a little bit of a goofball. Maybe he's smart X's and O's, but he's still a goofball, right? And I, I would never in a million years hire Adam Gaze. But, you know, when you only talk to him for an hour or two, I imagine, and say, okay, you know, you get the recommendation of Peyton Manning. Okay, you know, here, here, you're the head coach of the Jets. So... The New York media, point being, wanted to rid themselves of Adam Gase, and, and they won. They, they did. So this guy's coming in as not only a savior for the franchise, but savior for the media as well. They hated Gaze, and as long as this guy is a little normal with the media, and he might not be, first head coaching job in the NFL, he may not. You know, he may come in and say, I'm Bill Parcells Jr. It's the letter of the law. It's me. You don't talk to my assistants. You don't talk to my uh, uh, you know, medical staff. You don't talk to front office people. You talk to only me. And, you know, he may come in and be a jerk. You never know. Some guys are like that. I tell you what, I, I would be that way. I told you. Uh, two things I would be if I was an NFL head coach. I would be the guy calling the, the plays, you know, if I was an offensive guy. Uh, or if I was a defensive guy, I'd call it a defensive place. But, you know, assuming that most head coaches nowadays are offensive guys, I, I would never, never in a million years would I give up that ability. Never, never. Uh, or if, if I did, I would be telling the offensive coordinator, you could call the play. I'm telling you, 
run play, pass play, run play, pass play, you know, get the ball to Tyreek Hill, get the ball to Joe Schmo. You know, I, I would be doing that. You may actually be calling a specific play. I'm okay with that. But I'm I'm in charge. I, I am not letting any coordinator run my football team come game day. Not never. I, I just I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I know there's probably a lot going on in this guy's headset, but you know what? Not not as much as it should be. And, you know, the pecking order, you know, calling plays should be pretty important in your pecking order. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out what you're going to have for lunch at halftime is not necessarily high in the pecking order. So no matter what's going on, you know, you're at the game, I'm watching the game, and I'm calling plays. I could walk and chew gum at the same time. Thank you very much. So I would never uh, uh, let someone else call the plays. And two, I wouldn't allow the media to talk to my coordinators. I, I just wouldn't. Um, you know, with all the, the the unnamed sources and everything else that goes on, I like to be in control. Uh, that would be the first thing I would tell the media. You know what? Uh, I'm cutting the cord on you talking to the members. And and coordinators, if you don't want you don't like that, see you later. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. I, I'm the one. I, I determine what gets put out there. I'll let you know what you need to know. Uh, and that's how I would do it. So this guy may end up doing that and alienate the media. I, I don't know. But I'm just saying at this point, the media is going to love him. Just absolutely love him here in New York. No no two ways about it. So um, he's actually, you know, that was, like I said, I'd like to say it was a bad hire and it was goofy and it was dumb, you know, as we did when they hired Adam Gase. But on the surface, you know, the guy it was very, very obviously successful in San Francisco. Um, I don't think the Jets' offense is going to have them scoring 40 points anytime soon. They're going to want to win by defense. You know, a cold-weather site, you know, you're not going to be throwing the football, you know, 5,000 times. Um, so let's see who he hires as his offensive coordinator. Uh, supposedly, he's going to bring in uh, Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike. He's the passing game coordinator with the Niners. And uh, the story is that he's going to bring him and name him his offensive coordinator. We'll see about that. But... Um, but now you got a head coach with no head coaching experience, and now you got an offensive coordinator with no offensive coordinator experience. Eh, good luck on that one. Jacksonville makes it official yesterday, or at least Urban Meyer did. Um, he agreed. Uh, no terms announced, but uh, he's now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not bad. I Listen, it took a little bit longer than what I would have liked. Um, if I was Jacksonville, I would have cut the cord on this, you know, Monday or Tuesday. But ultimately, if you really like the guy, you have to let him have his, uh, you know, time to figure out what's right and what's wrong. I don't know how close he may have come with uh, the, the L.A. Chargers. Maybe not at all. Don't know how much money he got. I'd be real curious to find out how much money he got out of uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags. Real curious. But uh, Khan said in the statement, Urban Meyer is who we want and need a leader, winner, champion who demands excellence and produces results. While Urban already enjoys the legacy in the game of football that few will ever match, his passion for the opportunity in front of him here in Jacksonville is powerful and unmistakable. Boy, what a load of crap that all is, huh? <laughs> you know, listen, he's never been in the NFL as a head coach. So and I don't even know if he's been an assistant in the NFL. I have to check his resume, but I know it's obviously not a head coach. Um, on the surface, looks good. You know what? The NFL game, much to my chagrin, is becoming more and more like the college game. He's got his quarterback of the future in, in uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, waiting to be drafted number one. And uh, he's going to make a ton of money. I don't know what happened uh, about all the pressure and all the aggravation and all that other stuff that he left Ohio State because of. That's all seemingly gone. I don't doubt for a second. Without knowing right now, 
I bet he got a seven-year, got to be at least 10. I, I would say a seven-year, probably $11 million a year contract. I, I think they'll one-up uh, um, the folks out in the Raiderland with, with Gruden. I'll, I'll say like a seven-year, $77 million deal. If he didn't get at least seven, I'd be surprised. Maybe six. But if he didn't get at least $10, $11 million a year, I'd be real surprised. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, seven years, uh, $11 million a year, $77 million deal. That, that's it. Well, we'll see what it comes out. I'm guessing it'll come out sometime today, hopefully anyway. Uh, but ultimately, I think that's what he's going to probably end up getting in that neighborhood. Uh, Four-Letter Network is reporting that he's going to try and hire Scott Lenahan as his offensive coordinator, Charlie Strong, who he has ties with. Uh, is likely to be part of the staff as well, uh, according to NFL Network. So, you know, he's trying to put his staff together now. I thought the you know, last week they said his staff was all together, but I guess that was a non-story. But uh, they, they ultimately, they get their guy. And listen, it's a good hire. It's good for both, like I said. I, I think that team at 1-15 is, is not necessarily a 1-15 football team and that they got a running back. They got a good wide receiver. Uh, they're going to have now their quarterback in the future. They got a gazillion draft choices outside of the number one. They got a bunch of other draft choices. Uh, I'd rather almost, I know it sounds crazy, but I'd almost rather take over a rock bottom team like they are and really put my imprint in it on it versus taking over a team like maybe the chargers who, you know, do have the quarterback in their future and Herbert that that's the only obviously key there. Uh, and you don't really know about Trevor Lawrence at this point. And, and you figure you're going to take some lumps, as Cincinnati did at the beginning of the season where Burrow was playing, right? No matter how good he is, you, you can't figure out winning. But you, you, you can year number two with, with Herbert. So, the, you know, the Chargers, they would have been one step ahead of the game. Uh, but ultimately, that's a pretty good position. You know, Florida, beautiful weather, easy division. You know, I'm guessing he's got complete control of the franchise. I don't think he would have gotten that in, in L.A. with the Chargers. So, not bad. You know, two hires so far, and uh, really two. If they don't work out, it, it, no one's going to look back and say, boy, Jackson, but what were you doing? Boy, what a bunch of dopes bringing Urban Meyer in. Listen, Urban Meyer's Urban Meyer. You got to, you know, you got to believe he knows what he's doing. Same thing with the Jets. Now, this is his first head coaching job, but I don't think anyone's going to look back like we do now with the Jets with Adam Gaze. I don't think anyone's going to look back on a Jets situation and say, what are you doing? What, what, what were you thinking of? What, were you stupid? You know, you're hiring this guy from San Francisco? No. So far, two for two when it comes to these head coaching hires. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number on this Friday. A little bit opposite picks coming up. Right here on On the Opposite Pick Show on Sportsman Radio, Series 670. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Opposite Fix on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, as we always do, Monday through Friday, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, Sunday morning as well, from 8 to 10 a.m. Poll question is out. 
Let's start with yesterday's poll question. Big NBA trade. We had the start of the NHL season two days ago. Uh, and then the college basketball season heating up, as I pointed out in yesterday's poll. So the least popular sport in your world right now. NBA wins in a landslide. Nearly 52, over 51.5%. Wow. NHL got over 26%. Uh, baseball, little surprise, didn't get more. Uh, 16%, and then the uh, proverbial other at uh, over 5.5%, uh, with some soccer thrown in there and a couple of the goofy ones. And one guy even mentioned the uh, the NFL, believe it or not. So, uh, But the NBA, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, people are down big time, big time on the NBA. It's it's amazing. Adam Silver better do something. He better hope gambling gets, uh, you know, uh, juiced around the league, you know, around the NBA world, around some of these bigger cities that don't have it, like here in New York. All right, so today our uh, poll question is, best NFL favorite play this weekend is Saints. Oh, I forgot to put the point spread on the Saints. It should be minus three. Saints minus three versus the Bucks. Uh, Buffalo laying two and a half against Baltimore. Green Bay laying six and a half against the Rams. Uh, then Kansas City laying 10 against Cleveland early on. Just posted it a little while ago. You got the the uh, Packers laying six and a half against the Rams as uh, your leader with uh, over forty one and a half percent. Saints in Kansas City tied for second, sixteen and change. Actually, ch- check that Buffalo uh, laying two and a half is twenty five percent. They're second, and then the Saints in Kansas City. So early on, uh, check out your opposite picks feed. O p p o s i t e picks p i c k s on Twitter, and uh, get your vote in. We'll update that a couple more times before we are through. A lot of stuff to get to. Some more NFL notes. It's a shocking story out of the college football world, believe it or not. And uh, what's wrong with sports today all around the sports style? That's all coming up next right here on Friday.